everyone. Welcome back to Waves of Change. I'm Diana Chu. And I'm Dr. Man Kit Lee, and we're therapists here in San Francisco.、Uh, welcome back to join us in another episode.、Uh, today, we're going to talk about、uh, the downside of mindfulness. Now, I know immediately the topic's going to ruffle some feathers, and that's exactly why we're talking about it. <laughs> so, Diana,、uh, as you might know, and currently in the world, modern psychotherapy, self help, Uh, just everywhere, mindfulness has become like the go to, right? The buzzword. Whenever you seek advice online, the first thing most therapists I know recommend is mindfulness. It's like,、yeah. you just, you just hand it out like SSRI. Just here you go, mindfulness, right?、Yeah. Um, so I'm just thinking,、uh, since we as a field are, are generally leaning so much on mindfulness and, and kind of prescribing mindfulness as an intervention, Other possible downsides. And also, you know, how do we understand mindfulness?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a few questions in there. It's just like now we ruffle fetters. And,、um, ruffled, yes. <laughs>、um, and, and, and I think you know, there's both always pros and cons to、uh, one kind of concept when we're working with our clients.、Um, when we talk about mindfulness, Uh, one of the first things that c o m e into mind is like, how can you be aware of the thoughts or、uh-huh. the patterns or, you know, like w- be mindful of the present of like where you're at? And then the second piece, which is important, and we just talked about it before we recorded this, is the acceptance piece、um, that's coming into play.、Um, and, and I think like there are,、uh, it is a huge demand for some of the clients. In terms of having both pieces,、um, it, it is actually like great for some to be able to、um, build the practice of being more aware of their experiences. And I wonder about the second piece. I think that's, a, that's, the, that's the crux of my thinking when you're thinking about the down, downside of mindfulness. There are articles that Discuss now, there are research coming out recently that said that、uh, mindfulness、uh, does have some downside in terms of it, it can potentially increase anxiety and makes、mm-hmm. things more difficult for some individuals. And a lot of it has to be、um, attributed to、uh, feelings of being overwhelmed, right? So maybe when we are entering a place of mindfulness where we're Being aware, there might be things that enter our consciousness that we're simply not ready for. And we don't yet have, have not yet developed the skills to navigate through those negative experiences. And you just end up being a very overwhelming situation, right?、Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I think in our earlier discussion, we did, one thing that kind of came up is that you and I have a very different approach. To the acceptance piece of mindfulness. Yes. Yeah. yeah.、Um, go ahead. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? How will you in, understand the acceptance piece of mindfulness? I think the acceptance piece,、um, I, I do a lot of drama therapy interventions when thinking about、um, you know, building awareness with the client.、Um, a lot of times, I, I kind of do a little bit. So if the, if the client h a v e a little bit critical voice coming out,、um, And, and I, I would encourage them to, oh, what kind of voice does your critical mind have? Or, like, what is this person? Or, like, where does this persona,、uh, depending on the client, of how I 
you know, interact with. And it, it kind of helps with externalizing the thoughts in, in some sense, and also the mastery of, you know, um, the experience of like be more um, immersed in it, but also having a little bit distance to the immediate thoughts that coming in. We're just talking about thoughts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and um, the acceptance piece for me, it's more about um, aware that it's there and be able to play with it. So that's how I see acceptance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? I have been trying to think about, because mindfulness has been a very core part of my practice for so long. I've been thinking mm-hmm. so hard, like, do I, do I do anything that's other than mindfulness? And I realized most of my interventions are mindfulness-based. And I think it comes from the, the assumption that I make, that is, um, if we are fighting something, then we can't really mm-hmm. move past it, right? If we're constantly wrestling with something, then we are spending most of our energy in that wrestling, you know, space. We're not particularly moving around it. We're not gathering new information. So I think in order to change, acceptance has to be one of the first things. If we cannot accept what had happened in the past, right, Mm -hmm. then, or we can accept what's happening right now, then we can change it. If we are willfully ignoring some things happening right now, maybe too painful or whatnot, then how can we shift it? Um, mm. So that's where I go to. And also the, the second piece is like um, when we don't accept, it kind of, I, I, I see that as like um, like an injury in the individualization separation stage where like what about mm-hmm. this particular thought or feeling that is so painful that you cannot accept it, that you have to externalize it. Mm. Right. Interesting. Cause very different. Like I think my method is very different. My mm-hmm. thinking is very different from yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't think that acceptance would come first and easily. I think there are clients who are battling with it and needs more resources and needs more, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, like a potential of, you know, like, um, uh, perspective potentially, Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to accept all of it or part of the situation. Um, and I think for, for me in my practice is like, if I'm able, to, if we're able to play with the material, I, I use the word play a lot because I want to make uh, a traumatic or an incident, not to make it as big, um, but the, the idea of like the ability to change the narrative or like change or open up um, the narrative uh, with the client. And then the, the, and then the piece, my piece, it comes with acceptance. Um, I think that's my approach. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't think I articulate it <laughs> in, no, a, I in a perfect way. Really well. um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. It's interesting. Now that we talked, I don't think we talked about this in, in a lot of uh, clinical, uh, setting specifically on how everyone sees about mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I I do think that mindfulness, in terms of being aware but not accepting, mm-hmm. does have potential consequences. 
Yeah. Right? Because it, if we just become aware and we don't accept it, well, that, that kind of describes anxiety, right? Doesn't it? Like I'm aware of all the stuff that's going on in my life that sucks. And I'm kind of scared. I'm constantly aware of it. I'm very aware of my anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And I just don't accept it. It, it, it should stop. Well, that just means you're experiencing more anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I think being able to notice the, dyna- the, the dimensions within the self um, and then be able to, you, even though, like you said, use certain techniques to ex- slowly unravel these dimensions, to accept these dimensions, it's, I do think it is a core part of shift. And I do think if we are to push us, like kind of externalize something and, and never integrate it, then that part will always be sore. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're talking about side effects, what do you mean by that? Like the, the, what's the side effects of mindfulness that people are talking about right now? Well, let's see. Some of the articles I've been reading, one of the main biggest side effects I'm seeing here is uh, what I said just earlier about the anxiety piece, where if we were yeah. to notice and then not to accept, that can increase anxiety and whatnot. The second piece is very interesting. It talks about um, a cultural issue, how... Mm. In the traditional sense of mindfulness, in you know, the very Zen Buddhist kind of approach to mindfulness is to achieve enlightenment, right? The betterment of the being, the betterment of community. Whereas mm-hmm. when it was westernized, it became and commercialized, it became the betterment of me, the betterment of the I, right? Um and so there's a difference between like the, uh, the the spirituality piece. It seems like there's more spirituality piece and the community piece um, in the Buddhist, you know, practice. Um, well, the goal is different, right? One goal is to one goal is to like a better move the community, having a higher level mm-hmm. of like thinking, and the other one is simply, you know. And actually, the, on this article, it specifically says mindfulness is being kind of advertised right now, being sold as a feel-good thing. You do this and you feel good, right? But yeah. true Zen Buddhists, you're not supposed to always feel good. And I think that's the yeah. part on the Western mindfulness where he says, like, sometimes you're going to feel really shitty, and that's okay. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to feel really shitty, and that's okay, right? So I, I, I think that part's missing. I think that's another Western well, consequence of your Western mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's always dangerous to, um, you know, market a, a psychological tool, right? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just like, uh, we do this all the time because we want to raise mental health awareness and make sure that people uh, understand their psychology. Um, but also, you really need uh, a good practitioner to guide you on that or having a good book. I don't know. Um, you need a practitioner. Sure that- <laughs> I, 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 yes, practitioners. <laughs> and actually that brings to the third point and last point I saved here is a downside of mindfulness. It's in this mm-hmm. article that talks about how um, the, the concept of mindfulness is based on detachment, right? Zen Buddhism, and the, the idea of mindfulness is to detach from, from the environment, detach from desire, Right, it's, the idea is to separate the self from the environment. Right. Well, 
this article talks about there are individuals where that is um, uh, not applicable, right? They're, because uh, when they're stressed out, they have a tendency to detach already, right? Mm-hmm. Mentally. And this detachment is actually what's limiting them from effectively problem solving, right? So if we're after to advocate like just pure mindfulness practice with these patients, these clients, then I don't think we're doing them a service. Matter of fact, we just gave them another tool to disconnect from their challenges, uh, escape from it, if you will. Yeah. It's clinically yeah, so counterproductive. So <laughs> so you really need to know your clients and like how what is their go to go to mechanism to protect themselves if if their go to mechanism is to isolate and compartmentalize everything right um, mindfulness might not be the first thing that you would you would use you you might want to have like emotional expression or you know like the ability to um, sit with the, the the stuff that's coming up first right i actually i think the opposite i think if they're someone who compartmentalizes a lot they're very they're really like detached from all their experience already then i think mindfulness is helpful in that sense because you'll bring oh yeah yeah it, okay. it can, yes. yeah helpful but for individuals who are kind of like checked out already not so much checked out yeah <sighs> hmm. very interesting so now that we mm-hmm. have you know challenge mindfulness uh are there any tools or mindfulness techniques that you want to share well um one of the things that i really love is your technique um oh my technique maybe yeah i love your technique and i've been using you know we we i know about your technique for a long time and so um i use it in my practice as well um how about this Uh, would you like me to share it and then you can tell uh, yeah. what you add to. I would love that. Okay. So sure, the sure. technique that Diana uh, is talking about, uh, something I call uh, the the bird tower, like B-I-R-D-T-O-W, bird tower. And what I, in this technique is very, is a mindfulness-based technique. And it is designed to allow patients to notice what's going on and to allow it to be uh, without judging it and without interacting with it. And the assumption is that uh, when we have negative feelings, we spend so much energy to push it away uh, that we're fixated on it. But if we train ourselves to not fixate on it, they will naturally go away. So what I ask them to do is to picture a comfy chair. And then I'll ask them detail, like what is the chair made of? Is it wood? Is it leather? Right? I ask them to picture the floor. Is it wood? Is it carpeted, right? And I'll ask them to picture four a very tall walls surrounding them. I'll ask them the color of the walls. Are there any decorations on there? And I tell them that on the top of these four walls are four gigantic bay windows, and they're fully open. And I'll ask them, well, how does it feel when the wind comes in? And just really immerse them in that experience of this tower. And then I will start to describe their feelings and their thoughts as birds that kind of fly in. And sometimes the birds are happy and chippering, right? They bring joyful memory. Sometimes they're just really nasty and just, ugh, right? And the, the concept here is to help the, uh, the client sit in their chair and just observe the birds. Don't talk to it. Don't interact with it. Don't try to zoom away. 
they just need to observe and their only task, their only task is, or their only responsibility is to make sure the bay windows remains open at all times. So birds can fly in and fly out as they please. And we're just gonna sit in this space for about five, five minutes. And a lot of my clients reported feeling very relaxed afterwards and they're able to kind of let go. Um, so that's the bird tart. Diana, tell us a little bit about how do you update it? <laughs> well, I, I, I definitely do a drama therapy spin in it. Um, like uh, I, I actually have a client which drew the, the bird tower and like the window itself. And then I also had a client where uh, we actually talked to the birds um, because I feel like, you know, like I, I, we start with like describing what the birds are, what kind of colors, what kind of patterns, um, how does I, how do they look like when they fly into um, your, your tower, the surrounding, are they peeking in? Are they like coming in all the way down to be with you? Um, and, 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 you know, like be able to interact with the birds a little bit more. Um, and then the other piece is, um, I actually go through the, go through the, the scenario of raining, um, the potential of repairing the, the tower, what would they do on on that kind of you know the, that kind of land? And I love it when they, um, especially when there's a critical thought comes in. Um, there are times that I would externalize it and play with some of the voices of the of, of the thoughts and uh, change it, change the voices of the thought. It could be bigger, it could be smaller, um, so that we're playing with the power dynamic um, of how the thoughts it's impacting our feelings and impacting our, our behavior yeah mm, mm. yeah no that's 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 beautiful I, I like it i love how you took that and you make it work for you i i, I think by, by your description mm -hmm. it kind of highlights you know the the differences in our approach to practice yes I, yeah and it kind of using the same bird tower metaphor my i i would would have wanted the, the client to go out of their way to not play with the words, to not touch mm -hmm. the words. And the idea is that by manipulating the bird, then we are not accepting the rawness of the bird. And 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 I want to argue that we're not really respecting the bird for what it is. And, and it's that desire for distance. I think I think I describe that as closing the window. This bird is too scary. I can't handle it. I'm gonna close the window. Right. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna change the bird so that I can tolerate it. But the idea here is to train the self to be able to sit with it and understand that it can't really harm you. It's just really annoying and scary at times, but it can't really harm you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we can do a lot here. That's very fun. <laughs> we can do a lot of fun things. Like I, I actually have a client where uh, we sh because it's raining and there's a lot and a lot of birds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then like the tower becomes like a little bit poopy. Like, you know, like birds are pooping everywhere. And then um, you start to have to clean it out. And like, you know, so I, I, I think like for me, it's like the more fun of like interacting um, with, um, you know, the metaphor 
that you provide, you generously provide. Um, yeah, it, it's been it's been great. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do a lot of things, and I think in conclusion, it's it's hard. I think it's hard for modern therapy to separate itself from mindfulness. Is because mm-hmm. as at the postmodern era where we no longer have a very strict distinction of like, you know, the mind and the body or the mind and behavior. They're just kind of the, the, the mind and the body is kind of integrated, right? Yes. Um, in this particular era, the, the most powerful tool we have is our mind to able to notice. And in order to change something, we have to notice it first, right? So I think that's why a lot of current practice across the board have certain elements of mindfulness because it, we do have to notice. So awareness, I think, is you know this the key. basis of you know modern psychology. I don't know what's coming up next. Maybe like an anti mindfulness movement is going to come up. Like <laughs> just going to forget it. It's going to be fantastic. But I think I think we need uh, to have robust marketing on that <laughs> before it happens. So having that said. Um, Practice your mindfulness, maybe, or not. Um, But thank you very much for listening. And please share and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.